Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hi there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome to another episode of my podcast where I connect with spiritual leaders, starseeds, and lightworkers to help you to connect with your higher self and with source, to discover your truth and to embrace the divine being you are designed to be. This podcast is aimed at helping you to discover the light, both outside and inside within you, and eliminate that fear that our 3D reality and our ego insists on pushing upon us. Now, once we discover who we truly are and we live from a place of love rather than fear, we can then ascend into the higher dimensions. Now, I'm so excited to be bringing an incredible guest to you today um, to discuss Ernest Holmes' Science of the Mind. Now, Dr. Sue Rubin is a religious science minister and science of the mind teacher born in New York and raised in Southern California. Now, after looking into the science of the mind, I realized that the principles that Sue's actually going to bless us with today are actually principles that I live my life by. However, the way the way the science of the mind explains it makes it so much easier to understand. So I'm super excited to have Sue with me today. She is an absolute pleasure and absolute delight. Hi, Sue. How are you going today? Oh, hi, Jim. What a pleasure to be with you and your audience and Australia and all points that you reach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 so exciting to connect with so many different types of people, so many different people of all different walks of life. And you've been doing, uh, you've been a science of the mind um, minister for like 50 years or something now. You were telling me before you've been doing it since the 70s. So can you go a little bit into how you got started in this? Well, I think the way most people start searching is because of drama goes on in their life. And for mm-hmm. me, it was after being married for 20 years and raising three kids, one of whom was still two years old, I found myself a divorced single woman. Mm-hmm. And so in my search, I kind of went through a cycle. And first I discovered meditation. Mm-hmm. At the time, transcendental meditation was very popular. So that became my segue. And then a friend just invited me to attend one of these communities, which are now called Centers for Spiritual Living. They're all over the world mm-hmm. and pretty inclusively, may not have hit Australia yet. But that's the way it started. I took classes. There is an accredited curriculum from within the Science of Mind teachings, Mm. as Ernest Holmes presented them. And when I was done with them, after about four or five years of really intensive study, which I loved Mm -hmm. opening up to that inner being that you introduced in your opening, I found that it was something that was not just an occasional drop in it was something I wanted to commit to and lo and behold there there it was my first ministry came about in a very odd place Edmonton Alberta Canada (laughs) so were you yeah so you had to shift and everything to to be able to um start this center uh now 
now when it when it comes to science of the mind like I was telling you before I've got a really good friend that actually is a science of the mind um, minister and so she's taken me through a lot of through a lot of this and so spirit so the science of the mind is really about spirituality because people get a little confused about religion versus spirituality there's a lot of a lot of you know people are are a bit scared to delve into that. So can you give me your definition of what spirituality really is? I think spirituality is acknowledging that creative power mm. that exists within all of us. And yeah. unfortunately, many people perceive it more in others than they do within themselves. It's a potential, just mm -hmm. as every quality, you know, that makes us better people is within us, but we have to awaken yeah and stimulate its activity throughout our life so i would say it really is accessing the creativity and the harmony and oneness of all life which mm. does abide in each of us but you gotta go deep to yeah. get there you do you have to go deep i mean i've um i went through an entire year last year of the dark night of the soul which was was quite an an enlightening and awakening experience because I dealt with a lot of the shadow side. I dealt with a lot of the uh -huh. the what we call the demons from from past, yeah. and so I know that you yourself went through a dark night night of the soul as well. And so, can you explain to people what we mean by dark night of the soul and why something like this might happen? Okay, so you know when we think. So somewhat outside of ourselves about dark night of the soul mm. it's always about these sainted people who suddenly experience this deep sense of the loss of their faith mm. or the loss of their realization that there is call it god call it buddha nature universal mm. presence whatever you may it's still the common element that unites all of us and it really exists at the very soul level and when we become very absorbed in the outer parts mm -hmm. of life, the people, the places, the things that are always happening experientially yep. to the exclusion of seeing, well, why do I feel the way I feel? Why do I think the way I think? What are my belief systems? Mm. It can give rise to a lot of pain yeah. and trauma and woundedness. You know, when you're talking dark night of the soul or the shadow yeah it's about knowing that we're not here to hide the things that we've experienced yeah. but to expose them to the light of awareness everything that mm -hmm. we awaken to suddenly becomes a more dynamic part of our life which we can do something about yeah so and because we do and because we do try to hide that part of ourselves don't we 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 try to look um outwardly as though we're perfect as though we don't have these shadow sides and yet I often say I'm, I'm in the process of creating many different programs with some incredible collaborators um and one of the things that we do tackle is that of the shadow side and and I say look we need to embrace the shadow we need to love the shadow and we need to as you say bring it to the light make it you know make it aware that you know you can work through all of this Yes. that it is a part of us and yet like you said we we look on our 3d reality and we start to think that everything is real we don't recognize the illusions we don't recognize what's going on around us and so if you could if you could describe a little bit about 
the illusions of the 3D, what would, how would you explain that so that we can sort of like tap a little bit deeper into, into our own inner core? Well, the illusion and mainly I think the Eastern traditions yeah. deal with presenting the idea that this isn't real. Mm-hmm. None of it is real. It's all the figment of our imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and how we perceive reality, really. Yeah. But for me, the illusion is really based pretty fundamentally on thinking we're not good enough, mm-hmm. we're not smart enough, we're not creative or loving or kind or generous, all of the attributes that yeah. really belong to our best nature, which mm-hmm. everyone refers to, you know, living yeah. our best life as our best self. So the illusion is that I continue to keep punishing myself for really erroneous thoughts and feelings. Because at essence, at fundamental core, when I recognize, wait a minute, that's not the truth. I have generosity within me. I can relate to having been generous. I have kindness. I can relate to helping a neighbor Mm -hmm. or serving in some way. And so I think the illusion to really dissolve by having it replaced by this larger sense of self is the fact that I am deserving, I am worthy. And my level of esteem is now lifted to a divine level of walking in someone's shoes and life and body and mind that really now sees herself or himself in a new and creative true way. Yeah, that really is the nature of the best of us. And and I love how you say that because it's so true. We we are so wrapped up in what other people think of us, what other people say to us, that we don't actually go inside and, and show ourselves, like you said, the proof, the proof that I am kind, I am compassionate, um, I do, I am worthy, I do have love for myself. And mm-hmm. so I think that I think that that's when we tap into that shadow side and we start to start to work through okay what are these belief systems that I've I've had since I was a very little child that are impacting how I how I feel about myself mm-hmm. and yeah. and so so I love how you say that because it really is an illusion that I've had to deal with myself as as I've gone through you know through experiences of 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 childhood of being bullied and all sorts of things you know um that I've had to deal with that self-worth issue and yeah we all have Mm -hmm. and think that's such an important element that we're not alone we tend to create this illusion that we're the only ones therefore we have to hide it or be ashamed of it Mm -hmm. or cover it up yeah but absolutely yeah we've all got we've all got stuff that's happened that has that has but but I believe that everything that happens is a learning lesson for us. It's something that's able to teach us and help us to expand and help us to grow. And and so, you know, we need when once we can start appreciating these experiences and start knowing that things happen for a purpose, um, then I think we can start to tap into that inner core um, a lot easier. Now, I'm um I'm fasto with the with the science of the mind work. Um, you go by a lot of different principles. Now, I believe that unity is so uh-huh. crucial. I believe that one of our our problems in today's society is our belief in that separation. It's our yes. belief in that separation from source. It's our belief in re- in thinking that we're different to this person or we're different to source. 
Now, can you go into some of these principles of the science of the mind? Because like I said at the start, a lot of these principles is stuff that I like to live by. Um, but I think it's something that's going to be really interesting for people to be able to to hear. Okay, so we've already uncovered the fact that as personalities, as people walking around in a human body having ex human experiences, that's not the whole story. No. It's only the story we've told ourselves. So there has to be an antidote. Okay, so if indeed I can see even remotely that I have been and have the capacity to be kind or gentle or creative or wise, then how can I foster mm -hmm. this element of my nature? And that's where the, the practices, spiritual practices come into play. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen by the snap of the fingers unless like Buddha or mm -hmm. the Christ, you know, uh, we're suddenly enlightened without mm -hmm. having to lift a finger. And so the practices are, number one, I think meditation uh, yeah. is one of the most valuable. And there's so many varieties. Someone will say, oh, I don't have the stick to itness You start small. And there are so many modalities. Yeah. Breathing, a mantra, oh, a variety of experiences. Because we want to move beyond the very apparent visible. Yeah. The visible is very compelling because there it is. He's being annoying. She's being cruel. The world, I mean, quite honestly, look at the condition of not only the United States right now. The world at the moment. Places. Yes. And so that's very compelling with news and social media. Mm -hmm. And so to find the way to a silent place, I just read something which really clicked for me. And it said, if you take the word listen... Mm -hmm. and the word silent they each contain the same letters just wow. like an analog so there's two spiritual lessons mm -hmm. related to everyday living as well as to meditation i've got to quiet down the chatter mm -hmm. the monkey mind that yeah and my segue into that is meditation let me learn what it feels like to just be still mm -hmm. and know and call forth that higher dimension of my own nature. Yeah. And then, you know, mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have my meditation because it is just an opportunity. I've got an 18 and a 20 year old and, you know, they've gone through their own stuff as, as teenagers do. And so I don't know where I'd be without meditation because it's an opportunity for me to be able to, as you say, quiet that mind and mm -hmm. start to really tap into that higher part. Superconscious success when I first um when I first created it was all about tapping into that higher part of yourself, into that that part of yourself that has unconditional love for you because source is all love. There is nothing else but love. It it does not recognize anything but love. And I think we've, because our world is such a fear-based society um, and our mind is so active, like like we've got so much going on in our minds that we don't take that time to to just quiet and to just to just go, how am I truly feeling? What are my true feelings? What are my true 
you know, my true intentions. And meditation allows you to just quiet that mind for a little bit. And we're not we're not necessarily talking about going and meditating like Buddha for three hours or four hours or five yeah. hours. Um, although I have been known to do that on the odd occasion because, you know, when source guides you, sometimes that's what you do. So, um, but we're talking about everyday mindfulness. We're talking mm-hmm. about, okay, like when I'm washing the dishes, a task that absolutely everyone probably hates. <laughs> but right. but if you can actually use that as a time for mindfulness, as a time for actually being present. So, so talk a little bit. I'm going to segue into the importance of being present um, mm. when it comes to tapping into that higher self, that spiritual side. Right. So... As humans, again, we share the tendency to either look back Mm -hmm. or to look ahead by dragging yesterday, Mm -hmm. when very rarely the mind and the body are rarely in the same place at the same time. And yet just what you pointed to, Jen, that every activity is either an opportunity to go back into the sleep state to awaken and say, look, your example of washing the dishes. Look at the water flowing. Really, that's something flowing in me. You become more fascinated Mm -hmm. with how things happen rather than what's happening. Yeah. So I look beyond what's happening that I've got this stupid task to do every day in (laughs) one way or another. And I see, hmm, flow. I bet I could flow just Mm -hmm. like water flows. But I've got to be aware and awake and in yeah. tune with everything, whether it's, I once did a uh, workshop and it was in silence for the whole afternoon and the evening. Nice. And inclusive of making the, the dinner for the evening and pr- preparing to break the silence. And I noticed for myself, you know, if I'm chopping a carrot, I figured, well, it's for me. So it goes any which side. Yeah. <laughs> But I I started imposing my will by saying, no, 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 that's too thick. Just look how more beautiful and appealing it is. If you just keep it symmetrical, same size as the slice. Aren't you worthy of harvesting the beauty of what idea you just used? We have the capacity to convert anything into a sacred experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even something as simple as I know when I'm making a vegetable soup and just the act of chopping the vegetables into equal sized portions and just, you know, mixing them all together and noticing the beauty surrounding these these vegetables and, and nature and um, you can have a totally different experience and you can start to appreciate uh appreciate not only your value but the value of everything that you've that you're putting into it so I I actually love that and mindfulness is just the opportunity to you know we talk about the illusion of time and we talk about the the whole fact that you know as you said we drag the past into the future Mm -hmm. we are capable of altering our perception of our life of perception of what we're going to manifest into our life if we let go of that, of everything that's holding us back in the past. 
And so if we recognize that the past is actually the present and yes. so is the future, and if we just stay in this present moment, then we can appreciate it for what it is. And then we can start to bring all of that into our life. Exactly. We can, we can start to yeah. manifest it. What do you think? I mean, I'm a big, we talk about meditation, how important that is. I mean, there's so many different types. You've got guided meditations, transcendental meditations. Mm -hmm. You've got all different types. And you can start off with just five minutes a day. I agree. Yeah, five minutes where you can just close your eyes and tap into how you're feeling. I like to, I like to, when I first started meditating, it was about tapping into feelings. So it was about me just tapping into how am I feeling right now and then noticing your breath as you're doing it. And mm -hmm. I think that that's an easy way to get started because it means you're present and it means that you just allow what comes to you to come to you. This is when this is when my higher self downloads, as I call them, um, mm -hmm. all of these incredible ideas of inspiration and guidance and yeah, all the questions that we're wanting answered, it's all within us. But we try yeah. to we try to act as though somebody else has all of our answers. Yes. But they well, don't. Yeah, exactly. Because again, that's the tendency to look outside of ourselves, yeah. whether it's for the love or the happiness or the, the prosperity when it's real, just within. Yeah. And super conscious so success fam. Thanks so much for joining me in this interview. And I'm just taking a short break in the interview just to let you know about an exciting offer that I have for you. I'm just in the process of building the super conscious success inner circle, which is going to be a free membership that you're going to be able to get access to, which is going to eventually, once I've got it all built up, include courses and, and exclusive content and a whole heap of other stuff that's going to be available for you to help you to expand that consciousness and to come into your power. And it'll include content from all of my different segments, from super conscious success, your spiritual shift, raising a conscious human and also peace and prosperity. And you'll include content from all of that, as well as the self-empowered empath, higher self-mastery, and a whole heap of other different collaborations and projects I have on the go. However, to get this free membership, you do need to go and sign up. So if you go to superconscioussuccess.com slash inner circle, you can sign up absolutely free for it. As the content builds and I reach a thousand subscribers, I will then be making it a premium product, which means that you will no longer get it for free. It will be a monthly charge. But if you get in now and you get into the free membership, then you will have that free for life. So head across now as we're in the building phase and you'll start to get more and more awesome content um, flowing in. And yeah, so head on over there now, superconscioussuccess.com slash inner circle. Now let's head on back to the interview. So the, the other components, I mean, beyond the meditation, you've got the journaling too, because yeah. sometimes it's easier to first bring these things we haven't wanted to acknowledge, you know, the, the parts of yeah. I've done so many things, so has everyone. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yet the writing of it calls it out also where it's not hiding, doing its dirty work beneath yeah. the surface. Anything that we can bring into awareness and, and even if it's uncomfortable, mm. be, be noticing has the opportunity to be altered. You yeah. know, someone said the truth 
and make you free, but it can probably make you damn uncomfortable before mm-hmm. Free. And and the thing is, I do understand that there are some things you probably don't want to tell somebody else. There are some yeah. things that you want to keep to yourself, but you want to let it go. And yes. journaling is a great way to do that because you're you're able to actually just once you've journaled it, let it go. I mean, I've I've done it where I've journaled and then I've just burnt it. And I especially mm. do that around the the full moon time where it's just like, okay, time to just let go of everything. Time mm. to just go, okay, let's just. Let's just release this and then we can move forward because otherwise what happens? We're stuck in the past and we don't want to move forward because it's like our monkey mind takes over and and we start to experience guilt and shame and all of these. If you don't bring it to the light, that's what's going to start happening. You're going to start to experience these emotions that are just, you know, they're damaging to your future, to your future creation. Mm -hmm. so I love that journaling is amazing as is visualization and visioning so how important is that oh my goodness so (laughs) visualization all right so first of all there's a little tip that you can really tune yourself into keeping awake because we do get that startling oh got it moment and then again we nod off Uh, a friend taught me this Every morning, she would go to the refrigerator, take her orange juice, and kind of mindfully, the habit kicked yeah. in. She'd mm-hmm. be done with it. She put a little sticker on her refrig, simply saying, your body's here. Where is your mind? Ooh, because where you're grabbing the orange juice, you're thinking, okay, I got to do this fast because I got a proposal. I got a meeting. I got to do something. There's an agenda. Yep. But just the, the snapping back, wake up, stay up. So you know the tools are are enormous however we also have to start working with new ideas how about forgiveness Mm. and the idea of once you uncover some of the parts of yourself you thought you were keeping carefully hidden the need for forgiveness not only self-forgiveness yes self-forgiveness absolutely Because guaranteed, the people that we're holding grudges against, they're going about their own lives. Yeah, totally. We're the ones suffering and depriving ourselves of just a more rich and and really wonderful life. Exactly. And I like to say that, you know, when it comes to that sort of thing, we need to remember that that what's happened in our past um, happened at a time when that was all we knew. Yes. That was all we knew. We we did what we did throughout our life based on what we knew at that time. And so we grow as we, as we get older, we expand as we get older, we learn, hopefully we learn from our lessons that, that source is trying to guide us towards. Um, But if not, then we have to repeat it and we have to keep doing it until we have learned those lessons because that's what, that's what our purpose is on earth here. Our purpose is to be able to expand source wants to experience things through us. He wants to experience this amazing co-creation. I mean, um, like what you, Sue, and I, what we're doing today is this co-creation of being able to help people to raise that consciousness, to be able to be in the best version of themselves, to be able to power up and recognize that they're absolutely worthy of everything that that they could desire. So visualization, I think, is something that we've actually forgotten about in, in society because when we're kids, what are we told to do? Stop daydreaming. You're you're off in the clouds. Get get back down to earth. And so 
what impact because I know with science that my visioning and visualization is very important so what impact do you think the visualization has when it comes to being able to manifest our our dream reality I suppose okay so part of the science of mind has a strong emphasis on the different functions of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind yep subconsciously yeah I know when I'm on it and sometimes I don't know yeah but the subconscious is the memory bank where all of those thoughts and feelings both good bad and indifferent are all secretly held in our own little place yes so this in and mm -hmm. the part you want to play in it so it was a popular step particularly when we were all learning about bring what you want into an image because the subconscious mind works from images and from feelings yes more than the conscious mind it's as powerful as it is so the pictures you know I still have visioning boards oh yeah <laughs> me too you know the perfect mate, the perfect travel, the perfect work, all of all of it. However, as with everything else that you're talking about and we're talking about evolving and changing and growing, the visualization has now given more way for the visioning. Yeah. Because I can think I know what I want tangibly. I can get the picture. There it is on my board. But what is it that this higher self, this divine nature, this universal allness and wholeness, what would be its picture of itself as me? Ah, that's the yeah. That's the, that's the connection, the first oneness that really is valuable and important to acknowledge is I am one with the grandest ideas of this universe, mm -hmm. with the same force that created the trees that I'm looking outside my office and for the people in my world and my kids same unified force you mentioned right at the start yeah. so I can start in my meditation and in my affirmative prayer work with what is the idea that mm -hmm. God has for my life lived from that level of my divine nature and that's the vision that's yeah. the vision for all humanity that I have to harness that energy within me. How can I be more confident, mm -hmm. peaceful, and yeah. aware of the other person who's going through stuff as well as the stuff I'm going through? So yeah. that's part of what can be utilized in what I feel is the most underutilized tool it's spiritual mind treatment, treating your mind spiritually. Yeah. So truth. how do so how do we go about doing that, Sue? Because I know, as I said, my friend um she does it and she treats everything so which is which is amazing, but she noted some incredible benefits. How may we go about integrating these um these treatments into our daily life? Simple. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, on a brief summarized path we all are familiar with affirmations yes mm -hmm. and they start personally I am creative I am kind mm -hmm. the I am being very important words that truly are the catalyst for the whole creative process however the more broad spectrum of it very simple I'm going to give you like 
the basic steps for mm -hmm. everyone can really gather. The first step is recognizing the divine nature. So it's the things that every faith tradition mm -hmm. would do. God is love. God is peace. We're bringing that home. Yeah. Not to recognize love is within me. Wisdom is within me. Kindness, all the qualities that we perceive as representing a person in whose presence we want to be. Yeah. Then the second step is unifying, being one with the love, one with the creativity. So it would sound like very simply God or spirit or universal mind is harmony. Mm -hmm. Second step would be I am harmony because I am one with the universal mm -hmm. mind. I'm just personalizing it. And then it goes on to be even more specific by saying, well, what, what do you want? Mm -hmm. What is it you want to experience? Let's say more creativity. I feel stagnant mm -hmm. in my work. So then it would be the universal intelligence, spirit, mm -hmm. mind, God is all there is, very creative. I am creative because God and I are one. Mm -hmm. And I choose to reveal a new creative aspect of my nature. So essentially you're asking like, okay, guide me and show me and bring forth the clues that yep. continue to lead me on the path of creativity. And then we really just give thanks that somewhere in this invisible life force, yeah. it's already handled because that's how the divine works. Everything is already complete. We've humanly- We've just got to be ready for it. And yes, that's exactly. where we that's where we talk about how important it is to allow into your life and how important yeah. it is for trust, because this is something that we have a hard time doing is just trusting that source has our back, trusting that everything we have put out there, all of our desires, all of our dreams, all of our goals, everything we've put out there is already done. It's already done in the universal consciousness. It's already in what yeah. we classify as our vortex or whatever we want to call it. It's already there. But we are so blocked by our limited beliefs. You know, when it comes to money, yeah. for instance, I mean, well, you know, how many people live paycheck to paycheck and don't actually think outside the box because of the fact that our belief systems have have mm. told us that's the way it's supposed to be. And so our subconscious mind picks up on that. It knows this. And so when we do treatments, and when we do our affirmations and when we imprint on our subconscious mind that um, this isn't how it's supposed to be, that we are source and that we are everything is available to us, then I think that things can start to change and you can you can reframe your subconscious mind to to actually start to believe in something different. Right. And so, you know, the simplicity of some of the quotes by the founder of Science of Mind, Ernest Holmes, yeah. the first one that's so popular is change your thinking, change your life. Yep. Well, it's not quite that simple because, again, the thinking reflects a belief system yes. and better feelings. So all of that has to change, but working consistently. So it's not just the one shot deal. I'll meditate and I'll make these creative affirmations that come from source energy. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've got to, rec 
I got to create a pattern and a system and a practice. That's yeah. why we call them practices. It's got to be woven in so that as many times as I forget, I start remembering more often than yeah. I forget. Absolutely. And so how can, how can somebody, let's say that um, we've got our affirmations and we know what we're wanting to bring into our life. We want be like better relationships. We want more money. We want more um, happiness, more whatever it is. But somebody's got these affirmations, but deep down their belief system doesn't truly believe it. How can we mm -hmm. alter that so that, so that we can still bring what we're wanting into our life, but um you know, do we still use those affirmations and our subconscious mind kind of catches on after a while? So the the process is, again, it's not a one-shot quick fix. It's rep deal. repetition. It's the repetition. So that as often as, yeah, but I don't see the money when you're telling me it's already complete in mm -hmm. mind, my calling it forth. I got to be in harmony with the conscious thinking mind and that feeling. Yes. The emphasis, there's a statement that says no feeling, no healing. Absolutely. So I can't be affirming, for example, if I have a health challenge, mm. that there's that aspect of my nature that remains whole, perfect, healthy in every regard. And then the other part of me says silently, that subconscious no what did the doctor just tell you you just got the diagnosis you know yeah is that reconcile? and I've especially got... if you especially if you've got pain or something and you're yes. trying to tell yourself i'm whole and healed and yes. but yet you're experiencing the pain the chronic right. pain that you so how do we how do we then move from oh i'm in pain to i'm whole and healed and because we are i mean you know when we're born we don't have any of these issues it's, it's yes. stuff that has, has happened throughout life that we can actually revert back to that. But how do we do that if we're actually experiencing in our 3D reality what's going on? Well, now the shift goes again in how you're using the ideas in your treating your mind to the spiritual truth. Yep. Because now it's not I want health and I'm healthy at core so I want to reveal that in body here and mm -hmm. now now we're working with and anything that I believe whether I know it or I'm not even tuned into it every belief that denies my wholeness is uprooted dissolved and removed so now I'm working with the ideas rather than the tangible evidence of what yeah. I want to feel. I want the pain to go poof I'm saying every idea that tells me pain is what I'm experiencing and it's here to stay, everything of that nature is now uprooted. It's released. And the higher idea comes in where I think peace, I think my way through the pain. And yep. the other thing, sometimes just you've got to get your mind off your body because when something hurts, where is all the attention? It's, oh, that twinge oh there it goes again it's still here I start thinking the perfect life of the energy of source is healing and soothing and calming this very moment just yeah. again in the moment 
Mm-hmm. Be present and and believe this happening right now. And so, I mean, I know we've all we've all experienced times where you know maybe we've experienced pain or or something, and we've having to reprogram what's mm-hmm. what's going on in our bodies. And and I I find that a lot of that also is it's full body healing it's full emotional healing it's full spiritual healing it's it's a process it's something that we have to practice every day like you said we have to become and i find that if you're in that present moment then um a lot of that just goes away because you're able to actually remain and that that brings me to self-awareness because that's that's what we're talking about when we're when we're talking about this so can you go into what your definition of self-awareness is it's awareness of the self with the big capital S. Yes. So it's awareness of my divine self, my universal yes. self, my infinite self. Whereas that part that says, no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. That's the little S. Yep. The ego, the personality. I don't have, I need to get. Yep. Where is it? I got to go find it. And yep. all the while we're sitting on this treasure trove, you know, but we've got to be the ones to evoke it. Yeah, invoke it and stir it up through spiritual practice, repetitive spiritual practice. It's it's yeah. an eternal journey. It is. <laughs> we've carried everything up to this point with us to where we are, and that doesn't even include all of the the background from eternity. Yeah, from and past right. lives and all sorts yeah. of things. And it's- not only our ideas, but the harmful, detrimental fear-based ideas of all civilization yeah absolutely and I mean I know myself I'm very I'm very cautious about what I what I allow to be imprinted in my mind and so I don't watch the news and I don't listen to any of any of that happening outside because um, I'm very careful and I don't watch horror movies (laughs) For this purpose, because I know what it imprints on my mind. So, um, so in order for me to remain present, it's about, you know, just believing in in the goodness of our planet, in mm-hmm. in the because, yes, the world's going through a shift, and mm-hmm. you know, with the whole COVID um, thing that happened, you know, it's starting to, I think, starting to settle down. And but I believe that it all happened because everybody was so asleep. And they needed a shift and we needed to awaken to a place where we can start to tap into who we are. We were, we were living day by day, um, which one day ran into the next. There was Mm -hmm. never any um, awakening. There was never any, who am I truly? The amount of people that left their jobs, they started their own businesses, they started Mm -hmm. following their passions and, and, you know, they started to, figure out who was who was right for them who wasn't right for them and so they started to delve deeply and I think I think this was part of the purpose of everything that's been going on of late and so I think it's I think it's um you know if you can look at it from that from that standpoint then we can start to recognize source always has a plan yes and I agree wholeheartedly we're We've all been individually working on our own stuff. Yep. Now it's like so many of the people in this entire universe have been doing it. So now it all just popped out. Yeah. This collective awareness of of the the things that we want to change, and so that's why 
the talk now is so much about a collective awakening. Yeah, absolutely. And serving, helping someone else. Yeah. So that in the midst of your pain, you know darn well that someone has it far worse than you do. Because even, let's say, if your knees hurt, yeah. well, how about the rest of your body? That's okay, right? Yeah. yeah. We zero in rather yeah. than seeing the whole. And exactly. Where can I help? Where can I get my mind off me, me, me? Yeah, and, and help somebody help. else. Yeah, and when exactly. you do, then then that's the thing because when you do help other people, then you tend to let go of that ego side of yourself, um, and you start to tap more into that higher part of yourself. So, how could this is something that people can struggle with sometimes? How do we know the difference between our ego talking to us and our higher self talking to us? Ah, good one. To me, it's simple. When I still don't feel settled, Mm -hmm. let's say after I think that my higher self has made a choice or decision, but I'm still dragged somehow back into questioning it. Yeah. Yeah. When you know, and I know there's simply an acceptance and a peace that comes from that acceptance that says, okay, now that's it. Let me go about my business and do yep. the other things that I've got to do. Again, the feeling, coming yeah. back to the feeling nature is so primary because, as you said, source is love. Yeah. Life is love. Even though everything unlike love temporarily shows up. Yeah. And that's the clue that everything that's happening, as you know, the scripture says in its own way, this too shall pass. Yeah. Everything physical, human, is temporary. It's it all temporary. Our our but, financial struggles, it's temporary. Yeah. Our health issues, yeah. they're temporary. It's it's yeah. about how long we want to drag it into our current experience, or do we right. want to re-imprint our subconscious? Do we want to um start to reframe how we see source? and how we recognize our higher self's messages i know myself like it was funny because yesterday um i was working on a project that i'm that i'm in the in the middle of working on and all of a sudden i just had downloads after downloads from my higher self that just was like you got to do this you got to do this you got to do this and i knew it wasn't my ego talking mm-hmm. because it's this feeling that you get mm-hmm. that i'm safe it's this mm-hmm. feeling that you get that okay, this is what's going to actually move me to where I need to be. The ego works from a place of fear. Uh The ego works from a place of, oh, you've got to do this because otherwise maybe you're not going to make the money that you're supposed to be making or you're you're not going to be able to get better or or your your health's not going to improve if you don't do this. And so, so you can tell the difference because your higher self has this unending love for you. Mm-hmm. And it goes, oh, you're amazing. You you have so much potential. You are so creative and kind. And and so you can kind of feel it. As you said, if you if you tap into that part of you, you can feel if it's your, I love how you say you feel unsettled because your yeah. ego will kind of still make you on edge a little bit. It'll yes. be like, oh, okay. So if I kind of take that leap, then mm-hmm. something bad's going to happen. And you know, this can seem daunting to someone who's going, yeah, 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 but mm-hmm. start where you are. You yeah. know, the old statement, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at, at a time. time. Yeah. So 
and to utilize. And before we, we leave today, I would love to close with a treatment. Yeah, that absolutely. Gonna, you know, so it's like, okay, let me drop all the considerations and the ponderings and just let me look around and it's like, now everything is fine. I don't need anything. I have everything I need. That's the permanent state. Whereas yeah. the, the physical is temporary. The thing to really latch on to is that divine universal higher self has always been even unaware of all our trauma. Yeah. We bring it into play, but that spirit is just waiting. To see me and yeah. see life a different way. Yeah. That's and, and, you know, when source looks at all of this, I mean, it's just an experience. I mean, so source doesn't look at it and go, oh, that's a bad experience. That's a good experience. No, looks at it and goes, okay, this is your opportunity to grow. This is your opportunity to expand. We were able to expand our consciousness because one thing that came out really um, with the whole COVID experience is the amount of people that are now co-creating with one another. That collective yeah. consciousness is raising so much because we finally started realizing we don't have to work alone. Mm -hmm. With the invention of Zoom, um, I yeah. don't think Zoom's ever been used as as much as it has during the COVID times um, right. and other video platforms because we're able to we're able to connect with people on other sides of the world and co-create and yes. help as many people as we possibly can. So the collective consciousness is raising. Yes. And so we're able to move away from that darkness and we're able to move more towards the light that we're trying to help people move towards. Right. And we noticed like in any time of catastrophe, mm -hmm. people rally together. together. Yep. All we said, why do we need to wait for the catastrophes? Mm -hmm. why this idea be woven into every moment of my life where if I see a name, you know, even the simplicity of walking down the street and noticing someone just left an empty food wrapper rather than saying, oh, look at people and then walking on, pick it up. Yeah, pick Take it up, put it in. From yeah. where you are, you see it, you do it. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> because it's in your reality. So it's up to, it's up yeah. to us to to try and create the best experience that we can because we do create our reality and we create yeah. who who comes into our lives and the amazing Absolutely. people I've come into contact with through my interviews and my programs and everything else is incredible and sources brought them all to me because mm -hmm. because I've got a purpose as you've got a purpose and uh, you've been living your purpose for for many a year and I'm sure you've got many a years to go so I'm hey. I'm Thank you. I, I have really absolutely thoroughly enjoyed having you on today, Sue. I've been really looking forward to talking to you and I would love to have a treatment um, as we end this interview today. But oh. before we do, how about yes. you let people know what you're up to at the moment? Okay. So first of all, I do have a website mm -hmm. and you can access it. it. may not be current, but all my activities are always on there. And that's um, truth tidbits i love that word dot net not dot com, dot com. yep yeah, dot com and then i do have somewhat of the facebook presence I yes used to, i saw that too <laughs> yeah i used to do a lot when before covid i would go to starbucks yep and would 
to engage people or be engaged. And it became a spiritual tool for converting the human experience into a spiritual solution, yeah. you know? But I still, I still not come up with something. So that's, that's it. Nice, and, nice. Um, that's it. Yeah. And she has some beautiful photos of her family on Facebook too. Yes, family is beautiful. Yeah. Three kids, five grandkids, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun times, fun times. Awesome. And so, I, No, I have to, I mean, I am in awe of your age and stature and what you know, it's just <laughs> marvelous for me too, Jen. Just oh, marvelous. thank you, thank you so much for that. And I'm, I'm um, blessed to have had you here. I'm blessed to be on this journey that I'm on at the moment, as as you are. And I'm so grateful for our connection and for what we've been able to bring to people today. I'm going to put the website um, and the Facebook onto the show notes. And um, and be, as we wrap up this interview today, how about we do a little treatment? Yes. And by the way, so would I be able to point to where this is linked mm -hmm. for people to watch? Because I would like to promote it too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as soon as as soon as it comes out, you will then be sent um, all of the links. And okay. you'll be able to um, promote it to your audience. And we want to get the message out as much as we possibly yeah. can. So um, right. awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Sue. And um, let's do a little treatment. Okay. So I'm going to speak this in the I am, which are the only two words we personally speak for ourselves, covering all facets of life. And so I begin by declaring that I am an individual expression of that divine spirit, that creative intelligence, that one universal source energy. And as its manifestation, I identify myself with all of its qualities, the love, the kindness, the faith, the conviction that there is that within myself and within all that is a unifying harmonious force that brings peace to one and all, that brings power and prosperity, love, and creativity, kindness, and generosity to a world that truly does work better for everyone when each one is acknowledging that higher force within themselves. So as each of us goes forward into our daily lives, I know that there is a new greater idea that is already implanted out of this universal mind of God. And it takes root personally for each one, serving as a catalyst for greater generosity, greater unity, greater faith, greater oneness with the divine. And from this, truly, the world is the world that I choose to contribute to and be a part of. I give thanks for this time together, naming it good and oh so very good. And I simply let it be knowing somewhere in this vast invisible realm, it is already done well and very well. And so it is. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for that, Sue. That was, that was awesome. And My I felt, favorite. I really felt that as I was going through that, um, through that treatment. So I really appreciate your time today. Um, uh, make sure you keep in touch because. Um, I would love to. Anytime. Great connection. Else, yes, I'm At game absolutely awesome okay. well thank you so much for your time today sue and we'll speak Thank shortly you. yes